Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Emor. Parshas Emor for Tavshin Ayin. Uh, again, the main portion of Parshas Emor is the discussion of Parshas Hamoadim, which fits in. Today was Pesach Sheini, not discussed in this week's Parsha. We discussed it last year uh, in Sefer Bamidbar. But uh, <laughs> start off with a thought, with a story from Parshas Emor, which uh, I mentioned in the Yom Naram context in the past. There's a story quoted. It's quoted in Makras Lashabas Shabbos Oneg. It's quoted elsewhere as well. One night, Lel Yom Kippur, the night of Kal Nidre, he comes into the shul, and all the chassidim are there, everybody's ready for davening, he looks like a malach Hashem, he's there waiting for him to go up to the bima, and all of a sudden he starts walking around the shul, and he walks in the back of the shul, and he looks behind the curtains, and he looks this side of the shul, and he goes to the front, and he goes to the back, and he goes this, and he goes that, and he starts looking under the benches, and he's looking under the tables, and I'm like, what is the Rebbe doing? It's called Nidre, it's getting late, Where's, what's going on? And he's looking and looking, and he, and he looks behind the Aaron, and he looks on the floor, they don't know what's going on. Reb Levi Yitzchak. And finally, after about 10, 15 minutes of looking and searching, Reb Levi Yitzchak goes up to the goes up to the bima, gives a clap on the bima, and says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Rebona who is like this Jewish people? There's nobody like the Jewish people. If you give any other nation in the entire world a mitzvah on a weekday especially to eat and to drink, what would they look like at the end of the day? What would be their state of consciousness at the end of the day? They'd be drunk. Half of them would be lying on the floor. Half of them would be able to get up. What would they do if they have a day of, of you got to eat and drink today and be merry? And yet, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you give one weekday a year to the Jewish people, Midar Isa, to eat, Erev Yom Kippur. And what happens at the end of that day? What state are the Jews in? They're all standing in white. They're all serious. They're all ready for a holy day. HaKadosh Baruch I checked under every bench in this shul and there's not one Jew lying down. There's not one Jew lying behind the curtains. There's nobody there. They all treated this day of Achilu Shusiyah. Like we learned out from this week's Parsha. If we eat the Mitzvah of eating on Erev Yom Kippur. Mika Amcha Yisrael Goyechad Ba'aretz. They're all here ready to serve you. HaKadosh Baruch please forgive them. V'nistak Lachal Amcha Beis Yisrael. As always, the Sanegar Shal Klal Yisrael, the defense attorney of Klal Yisrael, through the story on Lel Yom Kippur. Okay, of course, the Parsha starts off, getting now to the beginning. The first section of the Parsha is all about the Kohanim. It's all about the Kohanim, all the special halachas that the Kohanim have, who are the Kohanim are allowed to marry, who are they allowed to become Tame for. So there is a Pasuk that the Torah tells us. You have it in the first source, Pasuk Vav. Kedoshim yiyu leilokehem. They shall be holy. Right? The Kohanim should be holy to their gods. V'lo yechalalu shem elokehem. And they should not desecrate. They should not be mechalel, the God of their, the name of, the, of their God. Ki yasishe Hashem lechem elokehem heimakrivim v'hayu kodesh. They, they give the bread of God. They give the karbanas. The question is asked by the Darkei Musa in source number one. Sarech lahavin. I don't understand. What exactly is meant by you shall be holy and you shall not be mechalel. Me'achar she'amar kadoshim t'yiyu, yoser mikol Yisrael, once the command is that you shall be holy, eich amar achar kach v'lo yechalalu she'em elokehem she'hi madrega ha'geruo b'yoser. Hashem says, be holy and don't be totally disgusting. Isn't there a, a range in between those two? 
You could be holy or you could be a little less than holy. Neutral. You could be parav. You could be okay. And yet, what are the Quran commanded to do? Be holy and don't be mechal shem shamayim. What do you mean don't be mechal shem shamayim? Can you do less than holiness, less than kadoshim yu, something, something less than that? What, what is meant by kadoshim yu and velo yechalalu? Says the dark Musr. The Efshalomar. Ki ba'avodas Hashem ein derech mimutsa'as. When it comes to avodas Hashem, there's no middle ground. There's no treading water when you're serving God. Either you're being Makadi Shem Shemayim, you're sanctifying Hashem's name. If I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, if I'm not fulfilling my potential, then Oz Mechalim Kvot Shemayim. If I'm not using the Kochos HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me to sanctify His name, Memela, that's Achil Hashem. V'lachein Mazhira HaTorah, Kedoshim Yiyu, that's why in this pasuk, be holy, because Kohanim, if you're not holy, if you don't, if you don't act like a mamlachas Kohanim within the mamlachas Kohanim, so then it's a chil Hashem. V'chein matzino b'Torah says the Darkei Moser. We even find it. What we're going to say in a few minutes, we're going to say Shema. V'hayim shema tishmu el mitzvosai liavas Hashem alakechem. If you listen and you have avas Hashem, ulo avda b'chol avchem, and you serve Hashem with all your heart and all your soul. What does it say after that? What if we don't do that? He shamrulachem penyiftel avavchem v'sartem v'avatem elohem acherim. Isn't there a difference between going all the way of la'aval the avdo b'chol avavchem v'chol avshachem? And if we don't do that, v'avatem elohem acherim. Ein derech mimutzas ba'avodas Hashem says the darkei Musar, There's no middle ground. Oshem magiim lemadreig alshel la'aval la'avdo b'chol avavchem. Either we reach that level of serving. Oshe Yardim Levisartem Vavadtem Elohimacherim. The Yom Chazal's Chazal say, based on a pasuk by David Amelach, Kivan Sheha Adam Sarmena Torah, Miyad Nidbak Bavodazara. It's all or nothing. It's a package deal. As I mentioned in the past, the Bali Musr give the mashal. Rabbi Lef, I heard this from Rabbi Zev Lef. Avodas Hashem, you're going up and down escalator. You're going up and down escalator. You're either running up and you're Mikadishim Shemem because you reached the top, but if not, you reach the bottom. You reach the bottom. It's the two extremes. And he doesn't quote it, but really this is exactly the message that Rashi tells us. Where's the Rashi? At the end of last week's parsha. I didn't give it to you, but the end of last week's parsha. Rashi says, on the second to last Pasuk, the Pasuk says, second to last Pasuk in Kedoshim, li Kedoshim ki Kadosh ani Hashem. You will be holy for me, because I am holy. I have separated you from the nations to be for me. What does Rashi say? Im atem muvdalim mehem, hare atem shali. If you separate yourselves from them, then you're mine. You're my Avdi Hashem, you're special to me. V'im lav, hare atem shal nevuchanetzer v'chaveirav. If you're not with me, Hashem says, you're with Nebuchadnezzar. Meaning, it's you got to be all the way. you got to be Kedoshim Tiyu. Because if there's no Kedoshim Tiyu, so then what fills the vacuum? V'lo yechalalu Shem Elokeim. Then it's filled with, with Shem Hashem. It's filled with Shem Hashem. That is what the Darkei Musar tells us about the job of the Kohen. He continues with uh, another point, which uh, I'm not going to do inside with you. But let's continue the Parsha. After we have the Parsha of the Kohanim, we have a couple of small mitzvahs mentioned. The Parsha of Mumin, Parsha of the, the, the animals that have to be brought. And then we have the mitzvah of 
Kiddush Hashem. The mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, not just as we have been talking about that the Kohen has to be Mekadishim Shemayim, but says the Pasuk in Perach Beis, Pasuk Lamed Beis, Velo Sechalalu Eshem Kachi, Vinigdashti Besoch B'nei Yisrael. Don't sanct, don't desecrate my name, sanctify my name. Vinigdashti Besoch B'nei Yisrael, Ani Hashem Mekadishchem. So how exactly are we supposed to understand the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem? So let's go through one extreme example and then one more maybe down-to-earth example. I gave you the story in source number two. It's uh, the tragic story. It's quoted in the Hagdama to the Kovach Shiurim. Kovach Shiurim of Ochanan Wasserman, uh, one of the greats, was killed in the Holocaust, Rashiva Baranovich. So in the Hagdama to his Sefer that was put out by his sons and by his Talmidim, they quote the last few moments of Rav Hanan's life. Right? There are a few people in, in history, or even in our generation, that you just say their first name, you know who they are. Rav Moshe, Rav Yaakov, right? a few people throughout Rav Hanan. Rav Hanan merited, not only because Hanan is not such a common name, but there's only one Rav Hanan. There's only one Rav Hanan in the Olam HaYeshivas. So, in source number two, the death of Rebbe Hanan was a continuation of his life. He's lived his life al Kiddush Hashem, and his death was al Kiddush Hashem. Every moment of his life was used for Kiddush Hashem. Saros harosh the the hair on our heads will stand up. An aid that saw the last moments of his life. Rav Ashri, the publicized the last moments. What happened? Third line. He was in the middle of giving a shear. They were able to focus in those terrible days on learning. What did they do to keep them sane? Themselves saying, what did they do? Because it was like eating for them. They couldn't live without food. They couldn't live without Torah. Rabbi Hanan was saying, Shir! And they came and they stopped him. You don't have to go back to the Gemara for Rabbi Akiva. You could go back 75 years, even less. The words of Rabbi Hanan. And he was taken out and let out to be Makadi Shem Shemayim. Like a carbon. Summer of 1941. Then he quotes the Yiddish. Let's go to the English. spoke quietly. He had calmness of spirit. Kitamid, as always. He never raved his voice. Again, how many times do we raise our voices? This was a moment of Kiddush Hashem. And his voice was calm and he was calm. Areshas panavi bia ritsinus achregila. A seriousness. Bidibura lo hergishu kalnima pratis. Lo nisa afli parmi benorab natali. His son was with him. He was talking. And then he starts talking to his Talmidim as they're being led away. To teach us today a lesson. Bim romim machshivim osanu kitzadikim kanire. In the heavens it must be that we are tzadikim. We are the perfect carbon, says Rabbi Hanan. It's interesting that right before, I just thought this, right before the midst of Kiddush Hashem in our parsha is the parsha of a carbon. A carbon has to be perfect. So maybe there's a connection because so many Rahman al throughout our history were perfect carbonos. 
that gave their lives al Kiddush Hashem. Says Rabbi Chanan Lachar word Sadikim Ki Nivcharnu Lacharper Begufo Seinu Al Klal Yisrael. We were chosen to bring Kapara for the entire Jewish people. Ilazos Anu. If this is true, then we merit. Says Rabbi Chanan. It must be that we're special. It must be Hashem loves us and wants us to represent the nation. If that's true, says Rabbi Chanan, um, the amazing, mis- what he's thinking at these moments. It must be, we have to think pure thoughts in Shuva. The derech to the place where we're going, the place where they shechted, all the Kedoshi, Slobotka and Kavna. Krov is very close. Aleinu ladas, and read this line, each one of us has to read this line. Ki karbanoseinu yale yosel ratzon al yidei tshuva. Va'al yidei kach, and through our giving our lives, natsil es chayeyem shal achenu v'ach yoseinu ba'amerika. We think the Holocaust wasn't on every Jew in the world. Says Obachanan, we're the karbanos for the Jews in the entire world. That's what we have to think about. Lest anyone think that only certain Jews were in danger. Only certain Jews had the Gzeira. Says Rabbi Hanan, we're the Karbanos. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has taken us as Karbanos and others have the Kapara for us. On the bottom, I'm sorry, it's cut off a little bit. I'll read you the line, let's cut off. If we're a carbon, we have to make sure to keep our thoughts pure. If we have an improper thought, then we're going to pass all this beautiful carbon that HaKadosh Baruch was taking for Kaparis Am Yisrael. The greatest mitzvah. The Rabbi Akiva said, when am I ever going to be Mekayim the mitzvah? This fire that's burning, this is the fire that's going to rebuild Am Yisrael also, says Rabbi Hanan. There's a scary picture they quote in many of the books, Rabbi Hanan and Rabbi Aaron Cutler, when they were both in Europe. Rabbi Hanan, he said, he was, the fires are going out in Europe. Rabbi Aaron Cutler, who made his way to America, who helped the fires continue burning for the next generation, on the other shores. And the story continues in source number three, that they went up as Shamayim, mitoch divrei Torah, mitoch the Mesechta, that they were learning. So when we read the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem, the Nikdashti Besoch B'nei Yisrael, every Parshas Emor, we have to remember all the Kedoshim, and Rebbe Hanan is one example, of all the millions of Kedoshim throughout the generations, that fulfilled this mitzvah mamish, begufam uberucham, and to be inspired by their actions. When I was preparing this, one of my Talmudim showed me that in a magazine that he got a few weeks ago, they had a translation of what we just read. So those who want to read it in English, in source number four, I gave you the Targum of, um, of, the, of what we just read. But that is one way of Kiddush Hashem. But we hope, we dive into Baruch Hu, can, that maybe we can fulfill this mitzvah in a different way. Not having to give an Ekdashi B'Soch B'nei Yisrael, but the Rambam tells us that there's a less extreme way of being able to fulfill this mitzvah. Says the Rambam, after an entire perek, those learning the Dafyomi now. After the entire parak of the big three Averis, what mitzvahs you have to give your life for, which which time period do you have to give your life for every mitzvah. After that entire parak, the Rambam has one more halacha. Says the Rambam in source number five. V'yesh dvarim achirim shehim bechlal chilol Hashem and Kiddush Hashem. There are other ways to sanctify Hashem and to Rachman al-Islam disgrace. 
Somebody who was identified as a great person, somebody who's connected to Torah. When people see this person who's identified with Torah, with Orthodox Judaism, and they are maraning after him, and they think badly of him, and he represents Torah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's nation in an improper way. The Yavabishayin of Averis, even though they're not Averis. I don't look presentable. The Gemara says in Shabbos, if a Talmud Chacham walks out on the street with a stain on their clothing, Hari of Misa. Meaning because if a Talmud Chacham represents Torah, other people look at him and he and they laugh and they think negatively. Hari Zachilu Hashem, says the Rambam. Let's go to the positive. The second wide line. If somebody who is identified with Torah speaks properly to people, and his das, everybody loves him or her, and there's always a smile, no matter who they meet in their in their in their office. It's the Orthodox Jew that walks in and says, "Hi, how are you? Good morning. How's everything?" The ne'elav mehen veino ova, and he never has a bad word. Anybody says something about him, he takes it. He doesn't, he doesn't give it back. Mechabed lahen va'afilo l'makilin lo. He's mechabed them, even the lowly, they see the cleaning lady, and they say hello. Venosi, venosi be'amuna, and they're honest. Velo yarbe ba'arichos ame ha'aretz v'yeshivasan. And they don't just sit and schmooze with ame ha'aretz and people who aren't having the best conversations. To put that in our language, they're always doing positive, constructive activities. If that's what a person spends his life doing, continues the Rambam. That's a Kiddush Hashem. We don't have to have a sword to our throat to fulfill the mitzvah of an Igdashti B'Soch B'nei Yisrael. Throughout our lives, we have the chance every single day, amongst Jews or amongst non-Jews, to be Makadesh Shem Shamayim. As the Gemara says in in Yuma, I didn't give it to you. The Gemara says at the end of Yuma, V'yahavtas Hashem alokecha, Shem Shamayim Misahiv al Yadcha. V'yahavta means not only that you should love God, you should make God loved in the world. It's a beautiful Chazal. Shem Shamayim Misahiv al Yadcha. It should become love through your actions. That's Kiddush Hashem. There's the Kiddush Hashem of Rabbi Khanan that we should be inspired from. And there's the Kiddush Hashem that maybe it's a little easier for us to relate to. The Kiddush Hashem in our lives. In all areas. There is a thought on Kiddush Hashem. I think I mentioned it in a, in a different context. I didn't give it to you, but it's worth mentioning again, Parshas Emar. I didn't mention it last Parshas Emar. That I know. And that is the, a thought from the Maharal. It came up on the Dafyomi yesterday as well. The Maharal Prague says at the beginning of his commentary on Pirkei Avos, he asked the question of why the big three? Why Avodah Zara, Gilead, and Shri Chazdamin? Out of all the Averis, we have some major Averis, Chilo Shabbos, and yet only those three one has to give one's life for. Gilead, Arayas, adultery, Shri Chazdamin, murder, and Avodah Zara. Why those three? Says the Maharal Prague in his commentary, Ki kol ha'averis avotam davar zeh, ki elu gimel averis, him hefech elu gimel dvarim, shehaolam omeid alehem. These three averis are the opposites of Torah, Avoda, and Gimilas Chasadim. And therefore, if I violate these three averis, I'm undermining the pillars of the world. And if I'm undermining the pillars of the world, then Mamela, then I'm ruining the world. So I can't violate. I have to give my life. 
And the Maharal continues, two out of three are pretty obvious. Avodah Zarah and Avodah. Those two are opposites. And Shvichas Damim, Gemilas Chesed. Murder and kindness. Those two are also opposites. But then the Maharal adds, what's left? Gili Arayas and Torah. How are those opposite? The Ein Davar Sha'al Yado Ha'adam Nivdal Min Ha'chomri Rak Al Yadeh HaTorah HaSichlis. The most sublime, elevated activity that a Jew could be involved in is Talmud Torah. The most animalistic, mundane, earthly activity that a person can be involved in is Gili Arayas. Opposites. Gili Arayas and Torah. That's why those three, Torah, Bodh, and Gemilas Chasadim, those are the big three that Vinigdashi, Benesoch, Bene Yisrael, we have to give our lives for because those three hold up the worlds. Torah, Avoda and Gemilas Chasim. Okay, so now we get into the Parshas HaMoadim. number of thoughts related to the Parshas HaMoadim. I think everything for the rest of the year. We have five or six ideas, because that's the, the uh, crux of the Parsha in Parak Chav Gimel. So we start off with a thought, a general thought about the, about, um, the Moadim from Rav Al-Khanan. Ra, I'm sorry, right now Rav Al-Khanan, Rav Yeruchim. Rav Yeruchim in source number six. Yeruchim in Das Torah. Moadei Hashem HaShet Tikrosamikroi Kodesh. Gemara Shabbos, Darshu al-Apasik, v'haya emunas itecha, itecha is a seder moed. Itecha, the times, this is the source for Shisha Seder Mishnah, the Gemara Shabbos, Taflamad Aleph, the itim, the times, that's the moedim. Hine koteret kol moed hu hazman. The title of every holiday is time. Right? Every holiday comes out at a certain time of year. We might add Shabbos also, because Shabbos is also the first moed mentioned in the Parshas HaMoedim. The Torah spends a lot of time talking about Shabbos, talking about Yantif, not just once. Parshas Re'ei, Parshas Mishpatim, Parshas Emar. Many times the Torah mentions all of the Moadim. But let us know. When we think about the time that the holidays fall out on. Or mitzvah that we have to do at a certain time. Einam kemur golem lachshov. It's not like we generally think. It's not what do we usually think. Oh, you know why the 15th of, of Nisan has a special status? Because that's the day the Jews went out of Egypt. What a coincidence. Because the Jews went out of Egypt today, that's what we celebrate. That's what gives this time a special quality. Or, you know why Shavuos is so special? Why is Vav Sivan special? Because the Jews got the Torah. It happened to be. Well, the Torah could have been given on Dalit Sivan, right? It could be that Sukkot could have been a week later, but punks, this is the day that, that the historical event occurred. That's how we usually look at time. That's how we always celebrate that day. Srichem Leida says, if you're there's something much deeper here. Kisod Hazmanim Hu. Ki etzem hazman hu mamish chelek b'mitzvah. Lo pachos me atzma shal mitzvah. There's an intrinsic link between the t- date, the time of the year, and the holiday itself. It's not a coincidence that it fell out. There's something special about this time that made this holiday, that made the events fall out on it. It wasn't just a coincidence. This time was especially mukhshar. The potential of this time was so great that Pesach had to happen on this day. Because there's something, a special quality about the time itself. Kumo, Misha'in Lozroa, Patam and a Tvilin. It sounds like a mushal. Somebody who doesn't have an arm, Rahman al doesn't have to wear Tvilin. 
Halozef Potter Mamish. Keep Pashudu Kilo at Filin Levad him called Kulo Shalom Mitzvah. Kim Tfilinim Azrobi Yachad. If you don't have an arm, you can't do the mitzvah. Once you have an arm, the arm is linked to the Tfilin, and together you do the mitzvah with your body. The Kachku Huhu Kmochain Huhu Yis Hasoda Gadob Inyan Azman. That's what time means. Atzmi Yisrael Azman Yu Chelika Yoser Gadob Mitzvah. A great element of Pesach is Tesvav Nisan. And it's not a historical event, it's the time, every time that time period comes, in every year in history, that special quality is there. No less than it was thousands of years ago. We have to appreciate these days. Kedushas HaShabbos ain't a b'mikra b'yam HaShabbos. Oh, Hashem happened to rest on day seven. No. Kilo HaShem Shoresh HaTiyazekam b'yom Acher. If he could have created the world in eight days, a few weeks ago, remember we said, Hashem could have created the world in two days, but we can't live like that. Every day is Erev Shabbos and Shabbos. Wouldn't be able to handle that, Rav Nevenzal said. So says the, says Rav Yerucham, every Shabbos, it's not a coincidence that Hashem rested. No, this day was specially apropos for Hashem to rest. On that day he had to. Ach Shabbos v'yantif. He talks about patim and atfilin because it, it's, it's a special sign. Shabbos itself, just like tefillin, represents a special connection. This day itself, the date itself, we have to realize that there's a special quality to every Shabbos, to every yantif. It's not just remembering. Says Rabbi Chan, an historical event. It's every time period, and we have to capture that time period. He even quotes Api Chazal, turning over the page, the end of the source. Says Rav, says Rav Yerucham, Amru Chazal, the Gemara Pesachim Samaches Mebeis, Amru Rabbi Shimon, Borei Kama Chaviva Mitzvah B'Shaita. How precious is doing a mitzvah in its proper time? How do you? What? How is that reflected? Shaharei Hector Chalavim Veivarim Upedarim. We know the burning of the fats and limbs of Karbanos Kesherim Kol Halayla. You could do that if you shaft the carbon on Tuesday, the burning of the fats in the limbs, by the first mission in Shas, Hector Chalav Mevarim, Mitzvah You could do it all night. You could burn the fats in the limbs all night. And yet, if you shaft the carbon on Shabbos afternoon, let's say a carbon tummy, the carbonos that are chovos on Shabbos, when do we do the Hector Chalav Mevarim? You started on Shabbos. Okay, leftovers after Shabbos. What do you mean? You have a choice. Why don't you wait till after Shabbos? Hector Chalav Mevarim, you could do it tonight. What are you doing on Shabbos for? Says the Gemara Chaviva Mitzvah B'Shaita. But this is the time. For the mitzvah. And you don't, you're not docha the time for the mitzvah. Mechal in Shabbos, like you mean Mechal Shabbos. Halo roim onu bakan, you see even in halachic terms. Ad kama yisod gadol hu mitzvah b'shaita. How great is doing a mitzvah in its proper time. Kama gedola hashaychus shal mitzvah im shaita. How great. There's a special connection between the mitzvah and its proper time. It's not just happens to be, oh, now's the time I can do this mitzvah. No, the time itself is intrinsically linked. There's potential to that time. And we have to capitalize on it. We have so many yesodos, similar klalim in, in, uh, in halacha. Like here, zrizim akdim al You have to do it the earliest time. Why? Because there's something about that early time. Ein ma'avirin al There might be differences between these. But zrizim akdim, ein ma'avirin al ha-mitzvahs. Mitzvah abal yadcha atach misena. Right, a mitzvah that comes to your hand, don't push it off. Shihui mitzvah lo ma'ashahinan. Those are four principles. Rav Asher Weiss has an article where he talks about the differences between the four. But if we put them all together, they're all about they're all about the uniqueness of a time, of a mitzvah, of a chag, of a Shabbos. The time itself, not all moments, are created equal. Says Rav Yerucham, just uh, influenced by that Kiddush Hashem story, I guess. Says Rav Yerucham, 
that we have to realize that as we start learning about the Parshas HaMoadim, Perach of Gimel, of Sefer Vayikra, we have to realize it's the moments themselves. And then it was the historical events that connected to those moments. Continuing right along. If you look at the beginning of the Parsha, Parsha Samoadim, so as I alluded to before, Shabbos is at the beginning. Reading the Psukim, speak to the Jews. These are the Moadim, Elahim Moadai. Here they are. Right, some think that only Yom Kippur is called Shabbos Shabbason. Shabbos is also called Shabbos Shabbason. Shabbos and Yom Kippur are called Shabbos Shabbason. So six days you should work, and on the seventh day, uh, Shabbos Shabbason, Kamalach Alosasa. So Shabbos is mentioned. Then there's a reintroduction. Shabbos is linked, but it's also different. So the Torah gives it a, diff- a separate introduction. And then it goes through Pesach and Shavuos, and it goes through all of the holidays. Says Rashi, Pasuk Base. Why is Shabbos mentioned here? Is it a Moed? What's the connection between Shabbos and Yontif? Shabbos had its due. There are six other places. Shabbos is mentioned seven times in the Torah, right, for one each day of the week. So Shabbos has plenty of gets plenty of press. You have to mention it here again. Parshas Amoadim. So says Rashi. If I violate the Moados, if I violate Yantif, it's as if I'm violating Shabbos. Even though you would think Shabbos is her skila, Shabbos is a much more chomer. No, if you're Mechal Yantif, it's as if you're Mechal Shabbos. The Kalam Akayim is a Moados, but if I am a Kayim Yantif, Malin Alav, Kiilu Kiyem is a Shabbosos. And Malin Alav, as if I was Mechayim the Shabbosos. But I, I just forgot to mention, I'm sorry, going back one minute, though even the word moed, moed means time. Moed. Right? Moed means that even that we call the Yom Tovim the times. Just emphasizes the point from before. I'm sorry. Okay, back to this. So Rashi says, Yontif and Shabbos. There's a link. Machal Shabbos, Machal Yontif, Machal Shabbos. Machayim Yontif, Machayim Shabbos. Why is that? It says Rav Moshe Feinstein. Source number eight. Line six. Nireb Bir Hadvarim. What is the connection? Shabbos reminds us of Briyas HaOlam. Hashem created the world many years ago. That's why we know if somebody's Bechal Shabbos, they're denying the Creator. They're considered a Mumar. They're considered a heretic. The Hamoados, the Yamim Tovim, are different. Yantif is that Hashem is the constant mashgiach. Yantif, Hashem took the Jews out of Mitzrayim. Hashem gave the Jews the Torah. Hashem continuously involves himself in his nation, in nation building and nation continuing. That's what Yantif's about. And Hashem breaks the natural realm to save his nation. He'll split the sea, he'll bring down bread from heaven. When we had to get redeemed, He took us out. He put us under the clouds for 40 years in the desert. Then he had a fire come down from our Sinai. That's what Yontif reminds us of. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu is constantly involved. The Mashgiach. So what is the Torah telling us here? What is Chazal telling us? Shabbos is about Briyas HaOlam. Yontif is about Hashkochas, Hashem al-Ha'olam. 
creation and constant control and involvement. Say Chazal in this Maimar can't go halfway in Emunah. The Amr Torah, Shoha Emunah Bachati Dovar Klum. If I believe that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is only in charge of half and responsible for half of those beliefs, it's like I believe in zero. Kigon, Shemamin Shashem Yisbarach Bares HaOlam. If somebody believes that Hashem created the world, Avo Yitta Lomar Shanagas Olam Masab Yadacherim. But you know, God created the world, but He's a busy being. He's got a lot of other things to do. So he left. If I believe that, even if I say he left and he gave it to angels, but he left. Says Moshe, you might as well not believe in creation. It's worthless. What kind of belief? Hashem created the world and he left, so what purpose was there to creation? What's the purpose of living a Torah life? Because Baruch is not here anymore. It's like what the Kofrim believe. That is why if somebody is Mechalo the Moados, what does that mean? If they're Mechalel and I deny Kodesh Baruch Hu's involvement in the world, the constant involvement in the world, which is what Moed symbolizes, as if it was Mechalo Shem Shemayim, because his belief in Briyas Hashem, Briyas HaOlam, Aidei Hashem, is meaningless. doesn't help. And even the other way. Kodesh Baruch Hu is in control, of course. But he thinks that God didn't create the world. The world has always been around. Says her Moshe, it works the other way too. They're connected to each other. We mentioned last year, I think, Parsha's bow. The Ramban lists off all the kofrim. At the end of Parsha's bow, some people believe that Karsh created the world and then left. Some people believe that he still created the world and he's still involved, but he doesn't have all power. Some believe he didn't do anything. And that's why all the makkas go through one by one, knocking out each of these beliefs. There are different types of heretics. Cesar Moshe, all the types of heretics are all the same. If you don't believe in everything, you believe in nothing. Machalel this, you're considered being machalel that. That's why Shabbos is mentioned, Eitzel the Moados. Let's talk a little bit about a couple of these Moados. So first Shabbos, another thought about Shabbos. Thought a fascinating story about the Sachet Shavar Rebbe. Degle Tal. Source number 9 is quoted. We know there's a concept of mitzvah called Tosef Shabbos. Right, adding on to Shabbos. Before Shabbos, after Shabbos, the minute of Klai Yisrael is to add on 18 minutes before Shabbos, 20 minutes, the Mishnah Baruch says, whatever the case may be, and then after Shabbos we add on, it's a mitzvah. Mystery in Halacha, the Ram does not quote the Sefer Shabbos, in Hilfah Shabbos. It's a mystery, not for now. But that's the mitzvah. Is the mitzvah Daraisa or is the mitzvah Darabanan? It's a machlokas. The Gemara quotes a Pasuk it's based on. Pasuk in this week's Parsha. But there's a story. Be'inyah Tosef Shabbos Shamati. There's a story that's told over. Shehagon Rav Avram Yisachet Shavu Yalduso when the Sachet Shavu Rebbe was very young. Kfar Hayanech Shavu Le'ilui. He was already known. He was already known as an Ilui when he was very young. Halach Tamim Aviv Lebeisach Hasidim L'Siyam Masechah Shabbos. His father took him one time to shul. Oh, somebody's making a Siyam on Masechah Shabbos. Come along. So fine. The little Sachet Shavu went along. Amr Lo and then he came in and like, oh, here's the Ilui kid. Right, what do you do with an Ilui kid? You test him. What else do you do with an Eli kid, right? So you, you always want to show, like, oh, he's really an Eli? I'll, I'll ask him something. 
I got, I got trivia nobody can answer. Right? So if they bring in the Ilu kid and they say to him, Shem Yagad Hajar if you tell us a Hajar, if you speak now and tell us a great Vart connected to a Siyam HaMasech Shabbos, we'll give you a drink. Mashka. Right? I don't know what kind of drink a little kid is going to take. It all started young then. Right? Well, we, we'll give you a present. You give us a Siyam. Without blinking an eye. Amar Biyamar, he got up. Biyamar Shabbos, he is Chavdal It's 24 hours in every Shabbos day. Ukenegdan b'mesecha Shabbos, chafdalad prakim. Has anyone who's ever learned Shabbos before? They know there are 24 prakim in mesecha Shabbos. Longest mesecha in Seder Moed. That's why it's the first in Seder Moed. Right? In each Seder of Mishnayis, the longest mesechas are first. That's what the order is. And then it gets shorter. Right? In Baba Kama, there was really one mesecha. That's why it's 30. Baba, 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 and then Sanhedrin is 11. Right? That's why it's not 10, 10, 10, and then 11. Still works. Those three are one. Right, the, it gets reviewed on us, he knew. You gotta conquer the big ones first. If you save them to the end, you're never gonna finish. At the end, you got the little ones. Three prakim, four prakim, wonderful. He was a great, great teacher. He knew how to structure his Seder Mishnais. So, Shabbos has 24 prakim. Each one can get another hour of Shabbos. Ulech or Kasha, ask the Sachat Shabbos one minute. Hare Yesh Tosef Shabbos. Vayat Sarach Liyaz Yosemi Chavdalat prakim. There's a Tosef Shabbos mitzvah. So there's gotta be, why, why isn't there more than 24 prakim? Tosef Shabbos. Ah, you know what it must be? It must be Tosef Shabbos is only a rabbinic mitzvah. It must be it's only Durabanan. So I, I, the, 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 the Nazi was worried about the Doraisas. Tosef Shabbos love Doraisa. How do I see that? What's the last parak of Masech Shabbos? Those who've learned it. Parak Achron the Shabbos who parak Mishehichshich lo baderech. The first, it's called parak Mishehichshich. What does it mean for the word Choshech? It's talking about somebody who's coming in from the, from the desert. He's walking into a city. It's almost Shabbos. The sun's going down and he has his wallet. What does he do with his wallet? So what does it say? You could give your wallet to a guy. Give your wallet to a guy. Why do you allow to give your wallet to a guy? It's going to be Shabbos. Because, the Mepharshim explained, because Tosef Shabbos is only Midera Banan, according to that Shita. So therefore, Amir La'akum, during the time of Tosef Shabbos, I'm going to do some Macha for you. That's okay. So what's the basis of the last Perek of Shabbos? The Perek says, Misha Hechshich, is that Tosef Shabbos is only Dera Banan. That's the basis for that Halacha. So in the last Perek of Shabbos, Perek Misha Hechshich, that basically tells us, because Tosef Shabbos is Rabbanan. Says the, the Sachat Shavar, let me say the Hadron. Hadron Allah Perek Misha Hechshich. We finish. Mesech the Shabbos finishes with this Perek. Why? Mikan Muchach. Because this reflects that Tosef Shabbos is only Rabbanan. If that's true, Slikal HaMesech Shabbos. So Shabbos is over because there must only be 24 prakim. Kilu Haisa, Tosef Shabbos bin Torah. If this wouldn't be the true, this Halacha wouldn't be true, and Tosef Shabbos would be Daraisa, then we wouldn't be saying Slikal Meseches Shabbos at this point. Hayetzorach liyaz Meseches Shabbos ochnei prakim. Tosef Shabbos lefan of Tosef Shabbos leacharav. So that's why Mishehechshech ends it. 24 prakim, this is the Siyam. So Lachorah, they gave him a drink. Lachorah, they gave him a drink, but that's 24 hours of Shabbos, 24 prakim of, um, of Mesechta Shabbos. That's the Sachat Shabbos Rebbe. Continuing, one more thought. Sorry, there's a couple of thoughts related to Shabbos, and then we'll get to Shavuos in a minute. Says the, says the, I had a Svarno here. Ah, source, we're going a little out of order. I'm sorry. Let's go to the Svarno in Source 12. Svarno tells us, Perech of Gimel, Pasach Gimel. The Torah says, Shabbos il Hashem b'chol moshvoseichem. Shabbos in all of your places. B'chol moshvoseichem. Svarno was bothered by a simple question. B'chol moshvoseichem. What does that usually mean? 
Wherever a Jew is in the world, he has to keep this mitzvah. We find by a number of mitzvahs in the Torah, that phrase used, wherever a Jew lives, by mitzvahs that you might have thought relates to one certain place. And the Torah is going out of its way to say, no, no, it applies everywhere. Maybe certain mitzvahs that look like they should be totally on Eretz Yisrael, right? So it has to say, right? Maybe the mitzvah of, of Chadash, right? Other certain cases. So why by Shabbos? Well, does the Havah mean that the Shabbos only applies to some places and not to other places? So what does it mean, Shabbos b'chol moshvoseichem? Says the Svarno, Shabbos Hashem. source 12. Hu hayotzer or uvarechoshech, Hashem who created light and darkness. Koveya osam b'chol moshvoseichem. He set Shabbos in all of your moshavos. What does that mean? Shabbos is different times depending where you are in the world. Shabbos was created by Hashem. But says the Svarno, even though Shabbos starts here at one time and starts there at another time and starts here and this side of the globe and that side of the globe, says the Svarno, it doesn't matter. In each place where you are, you figure out Shabbos. Starting and ending is at the same exact time. Even though whatever time of year the first Shabbos was, that was whatever it was at a certain moment, 8 p.m. to 8 p.m. 24-hour period, wherever you are in the world, whatever season you are in the world. That's the Chiddush, says the Sfarno, of Bechol Moshe Moseichem. Shabbos exists everywhere. It's not limited to starting at the same time and ending at the same time. Wherever you are, it starts and it finishes. This Sfarno is taken by some in the discussion of, there's a, let's say you're in a place where there's no nighttime. It's a big discussion. Let's say you're in uh, the Arctic, somewhere in the very the northern places where it's light for a couple of months. Or it's dark for a couple of months. How do you keep Shabbos? So this Svarno is one of the sources quoted, trying to figure out exactly when 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 it is. So it says, Tchilat hayom v'sof hayom. That's b'chol moshvoseichem. You have Shabbos here. You have Shabbos there. You have Shabbos there. Expanding upon this, says Rav Sternbach, what does this mean, b'chol moshvoseichem? Hashem is just explaining it so we could understand it. Because from his point of view, it doesn't really have shaykhus to say there's different times. V'hina yesh b'zeh so gadol, says the Tambadas. Ki b'ashamayim lo tishchalek ha'havaya l'zman. There's no real separation of time in heaven. V'hazman abriya hu shenivra im yitzir sa'olam hazeh. God created time. Right? On day four of creation, He created the luminaries, the sun and the moon and the stars. What happened before that? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is outside of time. Shamayim is outside of time. Like the Gra says, Bereshus bara, Hainu shebara Reshus. Hashem created the beginning of time. Kitrilas v'sof, a beginning and an end. Davar hazman. To say that the beginning of an end is only by finite ideas in our world. The ainze elamusa gashmi shenivra lahaster lanu mahalechayinu amuktava muhar. We as human beings need time to live in. We need a beginning. We need a beginning of the day and the end of the day. We need to function in time because we are finite beings. But really, inherently, existence does not function under time. There's no early and late. 
So says the Svarno, 24-hour periods. What do you mean? Today it's earlier, next week is later. If I travel, it'll be at a different time. It's only a different time from our vantage point because we live in a world that has to be governed by time. And you are Moshavos. You are earthly Moshavos. You need to know this. Shabbos here and Shabbos there. Mitzad Hashem, Mitzad Heavens, says Rav Sternbach, this doesn't have to be the case. Shabbos is Shabbos. Whatever that means. Outside the realm of time. Okay, two more thoughts. A little more down to earth. Says the Meshachachma. Perech of Gimel Pasag Yud. Always good to get back to a Meshachachma. Chav Gimel Yud. The Torah tells us in the second of the Moadim, first Moed is Pesach, then the Pasuk tells us, When you come to Eretz Yisrael, you shall cut the first grains that grow. You'll bring the carbon to Omer on the second day of Pesach, which is what allows us to eat from the new grains. You'll bring the carbon to Omer. The hain of his Omer, excuse me, and you'll wave the Omer, etc. The mitzvah, mitzvah of Karbana Omer. Says the Meshachachma. Ha'inyan moreh. Let me explain what this mitzvah is about and what framework this mitzvah is part of. Ki ratzon Hashem yizbarach. Hashem wants. Look at his language here. Shalom yizgashmu b'nei Yisrael. Ba'avodas hakarka. We shouldn't get lost in the gashmius when we work our lands, when we become farmers. But that's why we're going to Derek Israel. We shouldn't be mitgashem. Shouldn't, we shouldn't get too much into the gashmius. And therefore, v'nasan lahem haborei mitzvos harbei b'chol poel b'chol mitzad. Hashem gives a farmer, and really we'll expand this to any worker, but he gives a farmer mitzvahs to do at every stage of the farming process. Every stage, you got mitzvahs to do. Liyach, why? Every stage is a mitzvah. Every stage, l'shem shamayim. Every stage, sanctified. Leos so that all of our physical, mundane activities could be raised. Lidrachim meirim to enlightened ways. Umazhirim. Shining, they're all opportunities to get close to Hashem. Like explain the the beginning, the first item that's that's allowed to be consumed of the new grain every single year. Carbon Omer, bring it to First thing, Omer Omer on, on, uh, from the barley on the second day of Pesach. Shteyalechem at Shvuas from the wheat. Vaazivatru b'achilas chadash. That's at the, at the beginning. V'chein besof haktsira lo sechale. Right? Sof ketsira. What do we? The, the, at the end of the at the end of the cutting, gotta leave peya. Gotta leave peya. You gotta leave shechta. You got whatever. As I'm chopping it. Rakli tein laani u'bitsof haktsira while I'm cutting it. Lo selakate. Something falls down. Leave it. Before I start, after I finish, right? While I'm doing it, haklal, racious, the emsa, the sofaktira, beginning, middle, and end of the harvesting, kodeshim Hashem. Our lives are sanctified. The kodeshim le'inyanim, and they're holy. 
Asher Bohem Yushrash Hachem Lovahachesed to teach us lessons, compassion, kindness. Asher Hain Hain Hamagios Esa Yisraeli that will bring a Jew La Osher Hashlemus Ulahatachlas Anirza La Lokimis Allah. That is what brings us closer to Hashem. Lachain Siyim Yaparsha. That's why at the end of this parsha, question that's asked by many. Uva Kutzrechem Ava Bishakaz of Nachlam Vajas Kedoshim. Some of the mitzvahs. We already said it last week's parsha. Why is it repeated here? Because here we're going through the cycle. The beginning of the Omer, the end is repeated. To teach us that throughout the entire stages of our parnasa, farming, it's all l'shem shamayim. And there are mitzvahs along the way. I think we could extend that because I don't think most of us out there are farmers. Maybe there's some farmer out there that's listening to this year. But most of us, I think, aren't in the farming business anymore. But this could apply to any profession that one is in. Every stage of every deal that we're about to do, every stage of every patient that we're about to see, every client that we're about to sit down with, whatever it is, there are halachas and there are mitzvahs. Says Tosfus and Masechus Brachas, Famous question. Yudal from Abayz. Ask Tosas V'yem Tomar. Maishna misukah shetzarach levarach al kol suda v'suda leishi basukah. Ask Tosas. Why is it that every time we walk into a sukkah, we have to say a separate bracha of leishi basukah? Every time, if we would put on tefillin three times a day, we'd say a separate bracha on tefillin. Birchas Torah once in the morning, and that's it. That's it. Bachar banu mikolamim, that's it. Right? I, I don't learn for four hours. No new bracha. Why not? Says Tosfus, his answer, the Yeshlomar the shiny Torah. Torah is different. She'eno miya'ish daito. Torah really never leaves my mind. The kosha'a adam mechui of lilmod. Because really everybody has a chiv to learn always. Tachsiv ha'gisa ba'yom ha'valayla. The Pazik says in Yoshua. V'havi kamo yoshiv kola yom below hefsek. Because we have a constant obligation, Torah is always in the back of our minds. Eno miya'ish daito. Rav Salvechi gave a mashal to explain this. He says that, imagine... Children are home with their mother. So at that moment, Rosalvecha called it acute awareness. The mother sees the children there. She is aware of her children. What happens if the kids go to school? What happens if the kids take a trip? What happens then? The kids aren't home. But the kids are in the back of the mother's mind. There's what Rosalvecha called latent awareness. It's in the back. Says Rosalvecha, that's Pshad of Tosfus. Torah is always in the back of our minds. And that's when he said the Pshad is of Ahadran. Ahadran Allah! We'll come back to you, Masechah's blank. We're, we're making that, that Masechah from acute awareness to latent awareness. Now it's in the back of our minds. That's Tosfus' answer to the question. That Torah is always on our minds. But there are other answers given. Why, you don't, why do you only have to say Berchus Torah in the morning once? Mepharshim on the rush in the back. One of the Mepharshim suggests, because at every second of our life, throughout our day, there are mitzvahs to fulfill and halachas to fulfill. And what do you mean? There's never a break. If I'm in a meeting, there are halachas to fulfill. If I'm eating lunch, there are halachas to fulfill. That's the Meshachachma. Throughout our lives, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the opportunity to be makadish our lives in whatever parnasa, in whatever recreation, whatever it is. We have the chance, right, to be, not to be mitgashem ba'avodas karka. And that we have to make sure we use the opportunities and use it in that context. Okay, just to end off with a klayakar. Klayakar in source number 14. As we know, Torah tells us on Shavuos, we bring a special carbon. Right? We just read about the carbon of Omer, which is a special carbon on the second day of Pesach. On Shavuos, the Torah continues and says 
that we bring from the Mincha Chadasha, what's called the Shtei HaLechem. The Klayakar points out and says something that many say, but we'll say it from the Klayakar. Simein Liom Matan Oh, let's skip that for a second. Let's get the first two lines. Umashalo niskar betar beferish kiyom zematan Torah says the klayakar. As many of the Bali Musar point out, nowhere in the Torah does it say that we receive the Torah on Shavuos. It says fifty days after Pesach have a celebration, have a yantif, and bring this carbon. That's all it says. It doesn't say it was day of Kabbalah Satora. Vechemo niskar betar beferish ki Rosh Hashanah hu yom hadin. Also. It doesn't say anywhere in the Torah that Rosh Hashanah is a Yom Adin. All it says is on the first day of Tishrei, it should be a Yom Trua, bring special karbanis. Wonderful! Does it say anything about, besides the Mitzvah blowing shofar? No, it doesn't say it's a Yom Adin, we're judged, we're scared. It's just Yom Trua, Yelachem. Those are the two days. Rosh Hashanah and Shavuos. The main nature of those days in our minds are left out of Torah Shebech Saf. The reason for both is the same. Kemosha Kasavti, as I wrote in my Sefer, Olu Los Ephraim. Sha'almatan Torah, lo ratza Hashem, ha'agol yom yaduah. Hashem doesn't want to say, today you receive the Torah. As if tomorrow is not a day of Kabbalah Satora. L'fish et sarecha adam she'yehido melo b'chol yom v'yom b'chol yomos ha'shana. Ki'ilu ba'osa yom kilo me'ar sinai. So that everyone thinks to themselves, it's as if I got it today. Right, the first day of anything, we're excited. The first day of a job, the first day of anything. We're so excited for it. Chazal even say the Torah is compared to a mother nursing her child. The milk that comes out from a mother. Every time a child nurses, it tastes new. It tastes new. That's Torah. There's always something new. There's always something new. Every single day. The Zohar says that when our Neshama Yaseira goes back to Shamayim, after Shabbos, the first question we're asked is, oh, tell me a Chiddush. Tell me what you were Mechadish over Shabbos. Because every day we're Mechadish something. The Mishnah Bura quotes the Zohar. The Mishnah Bura says, and if you don't really have the power of Chiddush, at least learn something new. And then you can be Mechayim the Zohar. So everything is new. So that's why it can't be that yesterday was Kabbalah Satara, not today. If anybody's speaking at a Simcha the Shabbos, and these types of people are people that are Makabal Torah every day, you could go with it. The Alkain. That's why the Torah doesn't want to give a date for Kabbalah Satara, because every day is Kabbalah Satara. And then obviously he says, it's the same with Yom Hadin. I got three months till the court date. I got four months, okay, I'll start worrying about it yet. The day of judgment is a long day away. Only once it starts getting closer do we feel it. And that every day. On the bottom now. A person doesn't go. Oh, come on, Every day, Akash Baruch Hu is looking down. Every night, our, our neshama goes back to Shamayim and gives it the cheshbon of the day. Akash Baruch Hu cleanses us like Yom Kippur every night. Neshama shenasati b'tahorahi. Thank you for cleaning it out, giving us a new neshama. We feel refreshed in the morning. Why? Because Akash Baruch Hu gives us a new day, a birya chadasha. Every day is Yom Adin. Every day is Matan Torah. Towards the end of his life, from Victor Miller, um, they say. Rather somewhere that um, he stopped going to so many public functions as he was getting uh, as he was getting older. He still went to all the simchas. He stopped going to some of the public functions. They asked him, Rebbe, what's um, what's going on? 
He said, I'm studying for finals. I'm studying for my finals. He was a person called Yom was Yom Hadin. It was the divine finals. Right? Every day was Yom Hadin. We have to make sure that we, as we go through our lives, middle of Svira, or we're in the holiday mode now. Pesach, Shavuos, the Ramban says we're in this period of Cholomoe now, from Pesach to Shavuos, right? Only a couple of days till, uh, only a couple of days till we get to Lag Bomer. So we have to realize that, um, this is a time period of growth, a time period of preparation of Kabbalah Satora, and every day is Kabbalah Satora, and every day is Yom Hadin.